Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Badham. And in this HR Chat, we're going to talk about the goals and operations of HR departments and how they've changed as a result of the pandemic. We'd also look at ways that working from home has caused challenges to hiring and the onboarding processes. My guest this time is Pauline James, founder and CEO of Anchor HR Services, a firm with a mission to assist organizations with implementing the solutions required to drive a great employee experience and business results during changing times. Prior to launching Anchor HR, Pauline held a number of senior positions and led employee relations and labor relations in the Canadian market with large national organizations. She has supported small independent units and large complex divisions in identifying barriers to employee engagement and performance. Her track record includes working with operations and HR divisions to build effective and sustainable programs tailored to their needs. Pauline, welcome to the show. Thank you, Belle. I'm so pleased to be here with you today. So Pauline, let's jump straight in. Beyond my wee introduction there, please tell our listeners a bit more about yourself and how you came to found Anchor HR Services. Number of years ago, I was working within larger corporate environments and found the work quite rewarding. Um, At the same time, was really driven to seek out solutions and opportunities to support larger groups of organizations, leaders. I'm really driven by a desire to enable leaders and organizations to provide great work environments and great work environments being those from my perspective that are mission focused where people get to show up and they know the difference they're making for their organization, their team, their community. I'm also driven by finding those sticky, effective and evidence-based solutions. And there's nothing I love more than working with people and on projects that are all about challenging ourselves and how we can be more effective. Okay, thank you very much. So Anchor HR supports organizations in assessing their gaps and needs based on current work and future vision. And then you guys develop action plans. How, How has that challenge changed since the outbreak of COVID? We had a number of organizations we work with, leaders we work with, really challenged to move quickly um, and at the same time ensure they were bringing employees along with them as best they could, uh, or in some cases supporting them as best they could, even while making, in many cases, some very difficult decisions around who they could keep on board, who they needed to lay off, and others realizing that they were asking more from them than ever before in the hours and the ingenuity and support that they needed to adapt and to move quickly. I would say many organizations talked about really how much it sped up initiatives that they were working on, particularly if they were focused on digital transformation, Um, And in other cases, just how many projects were put on hold indefinitely. Um, So would say the largest need we saw was really around speed. Um, And at the same time, 
how committed they were to engaging their employees. And I would say some of this was born of necessity, right? There was no playbook. So they were required to dig deep in the organization. The population was very well aware. We've had a common context we were all working from. We realized there was a pandemic. We realized to continue, we needed to shift internally. And there was no getting that done without engaging a broad swath of employees within the organization. It was interesting from our perspective was how many times we saw engagement actually increase within units and, and even where difficult decisions are being made. Work with one organization where we actually went back and double checked the data that we were receiving back on how positive employees were feeling in the midst of a wage cut that um, they all aligned was very important to keep running and to prevent layoffs within this unit and division and organization. They were able to prevent layoffs by taking significant wage cuts. Um, in other cases, you know, it was really around shifting work and processes and, and um, just the dynamic and even the workflow and who was working with who and on what very quickly. But a common theme that came back as we were looking at data and, and survey data and analytics was also around this desire of employees to not want to go back as much as they'd like the pandemic to be over they didn't want to lose the level of connection and communication they were receiving from the organization and the level of involvement that they were um, engaged in to help with the pivot now anchor hr also helps hr departments to develop and implement onboarding programs to ensure new hires are appropriately welcomed and equipped and are well integrated into their new company's culture, what are some of the unique obstacles and maybe opportunities as well there, Pauline, of, of trying to onboard someone during a, a fully remote world? You know, I, again, I've spoken to folk who who onboard folk and, and, and they've said that they've said that it's a very different proposition uh, trying to get someone to feel a part of the team when everyone's remote compared to, the, say, the camaraderie, which was built previously within an office. Yeah, it's a great question and, and observation. And, and you identified right there one of the key barriers and challenges around how do you recreate that com camaraderie? How do you provide that consistent experience for employees coming on board that they get immersed quickly in our culture and how we do things around here, right? And and cultures, you know, it really comes down to how we interact day to day and how we engage with each other, our clients, our vendors, and really that flavor for our brand, and how do you recreate that in a virtual setting? And particularly challenging for organizations that have very much been early days with their journey to digital transformation. They switched very quickly to being online that really hadn't been their corporate culture previously. And you know, a lot of their onboarding was you know, follow-up Jacob, follow Jill, right? Here's your agenda of meetings the next number of days. You would meet people in the hallway, formally, informally, at different levels within the organization. And, and how do you recreate that? So it really came back to some for some companies making more of an effort to, to codify what their culture is, to put some effort into mapping out that process, some, you know, getting creative about, you know, what they mail out even, you know, kind of a swag box, right, to invite people in and really schedule um, those informal interactions that are not going to occur. And we've seen through the research and organizations that we can lean on and, and learn from that are exclusively 
um, remote or you know the, the findings they've had after moving remote that most employees are quite happy with the level of interaction they have with their leaders when they go remote. In fact, I think what pleases them is that they end up with they're good with less contact. They're good with not being interrupted by random top of mind thoughts that their leader may have when we're tempted to call someone into to a meeting. But what is much more challenging is creating that same connection to the organization as a whole and colleagues, and that we have to be much more mindful about making sure we build in time at the beginning of meetings for camaraderie, that we build in informal coffee chats. We are really thoughtful about who we can extend invitations to for certain meetings to give them more a broader sense of, of the organization. I actually think the bigger challenge is going to be as we go forward, when we have employees now who've had a taste of how effective they can be at home um, and organizations working to really blend those work environments in the future as well. Okay. Now, one thing that uh, apparently you can do in a pretty awesome way, even though uh, everybody might be remote, is put on um, a pretty fantastic event. And you guys did that recently to celebrate your fifth anniversary. Congratulations, by the way. Um, now, tell me a bit about the, the production and the hosting of the Resilience Reimagined virtual conference that you guys did back in early 2021 and, um, and and why you put it on. Yes, and really twofold. We did want to celebrate the milestone of our five-year anniversary. And you know, it felt like a special opportunity to bring our community together. And with how challenging this past year, I'll say, I felt a lot of pressure to get it right. Uh, We know our community and the support they've been providing, the leaders, the HR executives and leaders we work with, how much they've been giving back to their organizations and really with a focus on their teams, on ensuring employees have effective support. And our goal was to provide a chance to come together to connect can be so important, you know, with how isolated many of us are feeling and and heads down within our own organization. So a chance to take a step back, to pause, to reflect, to share learnings with each other, and also really pause to both hopefully give ourselves back some energy about how we're going to continue to manage through this extended pandemic, but also how we're going to manage the shift in employee expectations going forward, Um, the tension within organizations. We just talked about managing some executive and leader expectations, um, digital transformation under which most organizations are undergoing and, and the speed of adoption that they're looking to continue and the pace that they're continuing to want to implement new ways of working um, and, you know, to continue to find efficiencies and connection in this remote different world as well. So it was really a chance to 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 celebrate with our community and you know and bring together all those groups that have made such a difference for our success the past number of years but also to to connect and you know really proud to be a part of the community that we're in and you know the shared commitment to the employee experience Okay. Now you and I hang about in the same kind of circles. And in fact, you had some pretty cool speakers who are also past HR chat 
guests, including Rob Catalano and uh, Manny Campioni. Um, now, one of your speakers was Dr. David Rock, who's the CEO of NeuroLeadership. Uh, in fact, he was your closing keynote. Why was it important for you to include Dr. Rock's session on building resiliency? Dr. David Rock, yes, I was so pleased and thrilled when he agreed to speak as a keynote at our conference. Um, I have my brain-based coaching certificate with the Neuroleadership Institute and had reached out to them early on because I really wanted to have someone from their organization speak and to have David Rock himself join us was incredible. And, and with our the focus of the conference being on resiliency, felt it was really important and particularly for the closing keynote, really wanted someone who could speak to the research in a practical way about how we can support resiliency for ourselves, our teams, and our organization. And you know, self-care, I think, has been something that many of us put on the back burner last year until it came back to, to haunt us. And, you know, I know in talking to many, it's been a very challenging year for some. And you know, also want to recognize, we've heard the expression often because it's, it's accurate that we're all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. And how we absolutely wanted to pay attention to our own care and self-care but also that we are being thoughtful within our organizations and supporting our leaders and effectively reaching out in a very sincere way to their teams that we're not just relying on all is quiet, all is good. Um, that you know, sometimes we can take heart in the fact that, oh, there's been no complaints, no escalations, everyone's heads down and working hard, but that can absolutely be a precursor to people being burned out it can be it can be a sign of of disengagement humans need to connect there's always something top of mind and when times are more challenging we really need to support leaders to make sure they're taking care of themselves and that they have that extra energy we need them to have to go out and actively engage their teams that they're you know, it's not enough just to say, let me know, you know, if anything, if you need help, you know, let, let, I'm always here for you. We need to really show them that we're there. We need to reach out, ask questions. You know, what would make things easier for you right now? We pause, we're quiet until somebody answers that from the top of the organization down to frontline leaders, we're equipping leaders to provide the clarity that employees are looking for. And I, I really appreciated that David Rock spoke to the importance of, as humans, that we need to feel that we have autonomy and how calming and how important that is for us. And during challenging times, we often, when we you know, work with organizations to support them through transformations, talk about how important it is that we actively look for ways to involve employees in decisions. And sometimes that means getting very creative the tendency is, is because it's human nature, it's calming for us to take back control and make decisions. But if we have a, a role of power or authority within the organization, that we like to take those decisions on ourselves. It, it calms us, allows us to feel like we're having impact. Um, but then we're making the world even more uncertain for those um, who work for us. So how important it is that we actively look for ways to provide certainty, to provide autonomy, to engage employees. And I actually think too, that's where I'm really hoping the biggest lesson from the past year is 
is around how quickly we do move, how much efficiency there is with that pause to create that common context amongst employees and actively involve them as we build the plane while we're flying. Okay, so we had planes and we had boats in there. We didn't manage to get any trains in, but there are still two more questions to come. So we'll, we'll, we'll challenge you to get a train in, into a, another answer. Um, so the, the HR Gazette, along with a bunch of other awesome brands, was a media partner of, of the uh, Resilience Reimagined event. And, and we heard from CEOs and HR execs and anchor HR clients about what they have learned and what is here to stay. I'd like to I'd like to end today's discussion before I do ask you how we can learn more on on a positive note. But I'm going to challenge you, as I often do on this show, uh, in 90 seconds or less, Pauline. Looking forward beyond the current Maya that we're all living through, that storm you just mentioned. What what are you hoping to see and to support in organisations? I'm hoping that we continue to focus on evidence-based practices that we shift our focus to the work, to the outcomes, rather than a one-size-fits-all policies like work from home Wednesdays, right? Or work from home twice a week in the office. Um, And that we resist the temptation to slide back to what we considered normal prior to, to COVID. And I think it's important for a few reasons, and most of which is really bringing it back to that. And I think here's the silver lining is that I think we saw last year, we saw how employees and everyone leaned in to keep organizations functioning. Um, We saw employees even who were displaced at risk of being displaced, the gratitude they had for those others in the organization willing to take a pay cut to help keep them on payroll or those who were laid off, how grateful they were are to be continued to be kept in the loop and receive updates from the executive team that we do have a common goal. People want to be engaged, involved. They want to make a difference. And the power of, you know, intelligently thinking through workflows and processes that are efficient and effective at tapping into those incredible insights across the organization, being more data evidenced focused, not only garners us efficiency and an effective engaged workplace, it also helps us address bias and the structural barriers that we are being challenged to address as organizations as well. So if, if I think of you know what I hope is here to stay is you know a renewed commitment around making sure as an organization we've established and taken the time to share quite openly here's our common goals objectives but also that transparency around where the challenges are and actively engaging employees at all levels to help us refine and improve our customer experience. Um, and that we're tapping into insights at all levels of the organization. Okay, thank you. And just finally for today, Pauline, how can our listeners connect with you personally? So whether that's through LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, email, maybe you're super cool on TikTok. Um, and also how can they learn more about Anchor HR? Well, I'm not super cool enough to be on TikTok. <laughs> I, we are on social media. I'm happy to be um, contacted on LinkedIn, through Twitter, through my email, pauline at 
www.anchor-hr.com, our website, um, anchor-hr.com. And I love hearing from um, folks trying to implement great practices in really practical ways in their organization. So I'd love the chance to continue this discussion. Okay, well, that just leads me to say for today, Pauline, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you. It was great to join you. And thank you for being a partner of ours. For now, listeners, as always, until next time, happy working and please do continue to stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.